Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 212, Budget-Friendly Out-of-State Hunts. And I am your host, and the guy who's getting ready for one of, if not his most favorite holiday of the year. Turkey Day, of course. And before I forget, I want to say thank you to you guys. I'm very thankful that you listen to the show, and I'm very grateful to consider many of you friends in the turkey hunting world, and I'm also grateful that you guys stay in touch with me and let me know what you want out of this show. And I also cannot let it go without saying congratulations to Cameron and Audrey Weddington on tying the knot this past weekend in Memphis, Tennessee. My wife and I were fortunate enough to get invited to the wedding and the after rehearsal dinner party, and it really just was a very nice event, a beautiful ceremony. Audrey was a beautiful bride, and Cameron, well, he's a pretty handsome groom as well. But I really enjoyed getting to meet both of their families. They're just great people all the way around and I'm excited for Cameron and excited for Audrey on their new adventure. So last week I dipped into the show topic suggestions archive and I pieced together a show with a couple of topics from Joe Casalco. This week while dipping into the archives again I found a topic that is a really good one and I'm not sure why I haven't covered it yet. This week's topic was sent in by Matt Wood, and I really can't remember where Matt's from, but he sent me this topic along with about, I don't know, five to seven other topic suggestions and names of people he would like for me to interview. But this week's topic jumped out at me, and I think mainly because I focused on it a great deal last year as I was trying to squeeze in as many states as I could and still afford to eat. Last year, I went to Mississippi three times and spent maybe 250 to $260 with fuel and groceries, which, by the way, I really hate counting fuel and groceries in the cost of a trip because I would have had those expenses anyway. If I wasn't going to Mississippi, I would have been going to my hunting camp, and I would have driven about the same distance on two of my trips to Mississippi as I'd due to go to my hunting camp in southwest Alabama, and 
I would have been taking groceries with me to the hunting camp of Southwest Alabama. So really and truly, that out-of-state hunting trip cost me about $140 to $150 above and beyond my usual weekend trip in state. I could have reduced my license cost by not buying a $300 non-resident season license. Yes, $300 non-resident season license. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I could have opted for a three or five or seven day non-resident license. I can't remember what Mississippi offers. It, it could be three days to seven days as another option to buying a season long license. But I knew I was hunting in Mississippi and I knew I was hunting public land in Mississippi and that I needed to be realistic about my odds of success and having to go back to Mississippi again. I also could have hunted Mississippi more often than I did to help reduce the average cost of my license per trip, but I had a pretty full calendar with hunting eight states, having to run a mortgage business, and trying to keep my wife from leaving me for any man who is not a turkey hunting addict. I did this budget-friendly type of hunt, not only in Mississippi, but in North Carolina, in Wisconsin, and in Minnesota as well. I did not do this kind of trip in Georgia because I had my bride with me, and she's just not much into camping or the cold or rain. So we rented a cabin from VRBO.com and stayed in that cabin over the week, and it was a very nice trip. I also did not do a budget hunt in Washington, Idaho, or Oregon because that is my annual big trip with my buddies. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more here in a minute. I just try hard not to rock the boat much on that hunt. So thanks to Matt Wood, today I'm going to discuss budget-friendly out-of-state hunts. Admittedly, I do not keep records of every dollar that I spend on these trips that I go on, as well as some of you guys probably do, but I can tell you that I am cheap. I'm so cheap that I often catch myself spending about an hour online trying to find my melatonin supplements a dollar cheaper than the lowest price that comes up on any 1.5 second long Google search. Now, I have a pretty solid idea of how much a turkey hunting trip is going to cost me on the front end so that I don't need or really have to keep track of it on the back end. So let's get into the nitty gritty of the topic now. First things first, a great way to cut down cost on any hunting trip is to split the food, fuel, and lodging portion of that with a hunting partner. But I'm going to tell you it doesn't always work out like that. So you should probably say a budget conscious hunting partner. And trust me on this, there is a big difference. My hunting buddies that I'm working on the Super Slam with are not, capital N, capital O, capital T, not going to camp in a tent at night and hunt during the day. But Cameron will and does, and that saves me and Cameron a lot of money on a hunting trip. So know your hunting partners and whether or not he or she wants a budget-friendly trip at $250 per person or a budget-friendly trip at $750 to $1,000 per person. We have to remember that everything is relative. 
what we think is budget is not necessarily what the next guy thinks is a budget hunt. That is why I said earlier that I try hard not to rock the boat on my super slam hunts with my college buddies. They would prefer to eat out at lunch and dinner every night. I'd prefer not to. I don't do it at home. Why would I do it out on a trip? I did tell you earlier that I'm cheap. So we need to know and pick the right partners who are on the same page with us about a budget hunt. I really don't mind spending a little extra on my big out-of-state trip with my college buddies once a year because it is only a once-per-year trip, and hunting with an outfitter or two on that trip is fine with me. As I've mentioned before, our time as a group away from family and work is limited, and to find and kill four turkeys on public land in at least two states in about seven days is a tall order to fill. So for us, having an outfitter point us in the right direction on a few turkeys is a huge time saver for our group. My annual Super Slam trip is not a budget trip. And now having a hunting partner is not necessary for a budget hunt, but it can help to cut costs and add some additional enjoyment to the trip as well. Okay, we first need to talk about the actual hunting part of a budget hunt, don't we? So let's talk about guided hunts for a second. When I'm talking about a budget hunt, I am not talking about paying an outfitter $500 to $2,000, depending on which subspecies of turkey we want to kill. I'm not considering that to be a budget hunt. So I'm ruling out guided hunts from this discussion right off the bat. Let's talk about semi-guided hunts. And a semi-guided hunt, for those of you who don't know, is when you hunt with an outfitter on land that the outfitter either owns or has leased for exclusive hunting rights. And the outfitter takes you to an area and most of the time drops you off and then comes back and picks you up later on in the morning or if you want to stay out all day at dark. Most semi-guided hunts are going to start around $500 and run you $500 to $1,000. We're getting closer to being budget with a semi-guided hunt, but I'm ruling it out also. Some outfitters offer what they call unguided hunts. An unguided hunt my college buddies and I have done these types of hunts several times in the past. But an unguided hunt is basically you showing up at the outfitter's operation. The outfitter gives you a map, says, in the past we have seen turkeys here, 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 and here, and good luck. And that's pretty much all the help you get. But you're still hunting private land. Now you're going to still pay probably around 500 bucks for an unguided hunt to hunt public land, and kind of be pointed in the direction of where turkeys have been. Unguided is getting even closer to being a budget type hunt, and I'm going to say an unguided hunt is going to be really borderline budget. Remember, I'm going to say this now for the third time, I'm cheap. I want to go cheaper than 500 bucks, but I also want to know that I've got a good shot at being successful. So let's talk about some cheaper options that might have close to the same success level as even an unguided hunt might have. Many landowners 
especially in the Midwest and even headed further west, will let you pay them a trespass fee to hunt their properties. That trespass fee may be $50 a day. It may be $100 for three days. It's something you just don't know unless you go knock on a front door and ask someone. Many farmers and many ranchers are more than happy to have someone come and hunt their properties, but they've got rules and they want a small trespass fee in order to grant that permission. Now we're talking a budget hunt. Now we're getting into the price range of a hunt that makes me smile. And now I'm going to talk about another option that we have, which is extremely affordable, and that is hunting private land with permission from the landowner. And you guys know how that works. We knock on doors to see if we can get permission to hunt their property, even without paying a trespass fee. Sometimes we have to use some connections for this. I had probably four of you guys offer to help me in Wisconsin get turkeys on public land and on private land. And with the help of Justin Dock, I was able to line up some private land in Wisconsin to hunt without paying a trespass fee. These opportunities are out there. We just have to use the resources that are available for us to find them. One of those resources for us is Facebook. Yes, we can actually get permission from landowners, ranchers, and farmers to hunt their land for little or no cost using Facebook. And that may be a good topic for another episode a little bit later. But those are two very good options for budget-friendly hunts. I mean, you're talking about paying 100 bucks to hunt private land for three days or hunting private land for free, and that's really hard to beat. The last type of budget-friendly hunting we can do is hunting public land. And most states charge a small license fee or permit fee to hunt public land. In Alabama, I think it's $18 a year, something like that, to be able to hunt thousands of acres of public land. And we all know about hunting public land. It's very inexpensive, but we've got to put the time and the effort into finding turkeys. And we have to work to kill these turkeys because most of these turkeys on public land are more pressured than turkeys on private land. Now, I've hunted many pieces of private land that have had a lot of pressure on them with a lot of tough birds on them. But public land is in a different category all on its own. Obviously, hunting public land, hunting private land with permission, and hunting private land by paying a trespass fee are the three best hunting options for budget-friendly hunts. So now let's break this budget trip down into expense categories. And let's have our expense categories be travel, lodging, licenses, and food. And let's talk about licenses first because we don't have much control over this expense, but we do to a small extent, and I'm going to explain why. You remember my $300 out-of-state, non-resident turkey hunting license in Mississippi? Did you know that many states charge higher license fees for residents of neighboring states 
than they do for residents of other non-neighboring states. For example, the trip that Cameron and I took to North Carolina this year, North Carolina does not border Alabama, but it does border Tennessee. Cameron is a resident of Tennessee. Cameron paid about 50% more for his North Carolina non-resident license than I did being a resident of the state of Alabama. So if we're chasing a super slam, then license cost makes really no difference at all. We have to pay the price to mark that state off of our lists. If we are not chasing a super slam, but maybe a grand slam or just extending our season, then we can maybe plan around a $300 license neighboring state and drive an equal distance to a state that has a $100 non-resident license cost. It may sound crazy, but it doesn't if we're on a budget. Like I said, we don't have control over the cost of the licenses, but we do have control over which licenses we buy. Now, let's talk about travel. Travel is one of those things that can greatly affect our hunt budget. Travel for an out-of-state budget hunt can be a five-hour truck ride for $100 in gas or a five-hour plane ride for a $600 plane ticket. Don't forget that the five-hour plane ticket just gets you there. You've also got to have transportation when you get there. Unless a buddy or outfitter is picking you up from the airport, then getting you to the airport is just part of your travel expenses. You're going to need to rent a car once you arrive. And if you're hunting out of that vehicle, then you'll likely need a four-wheel drive vehicle, which makes that expense even greater. So how can we reduce some of these travel expenses? Well, again, if driving a travel or hunting partner can help absorb some of those travel expenses by splitting fuel cost with you. That's pretty easy. But how do we reduce the cost of airline tickets and rental cars? So there's a few ways we can do this. All right, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And in order to become a subscriber to the premium content, all you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Once you do that, I'll forward instructions to you on what you need to do next and just follow those easy steps. And you'll eventually be taken to a link that you can click on where you can create a username and a password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 subscription will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you the premium content for all of our past episodes and the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well. So I feel like it's a bargain at twice the price because there is a ton of premium content out there. So with that said, my favorite for this week is this. If you would please forward the link using the share button in your podcast player application, if you would forward that link to a couple of hunting buddies, maybe a couple of hunting buddies that you want to have join you on a budget-friendly out-of-state turkey hunt this coming spring, then I would be very appreciative of you doing that. It's not too late to plan those budget-friendly trips, and you're definitely not too early to plan those budget-friendly trips. So... I hope that this episode has helped you guys be able to do that. 
or even maybe motivated you to do that. And with that, I have to say, have a very happy Thanksgiving. And don't forget to let those who are important to you know how grateful you are that they are in your lives today. And I also have to say, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.